Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay. Um, we've been talking a little bit um, about the PGA Tour and, well, maybe we've been talking more than a little bit. We've talked a lot about it this morning. And we're doing so from a distance because we're not there at the event. But uh, my next guest is there this week at Harbortown, uh, a wonderful place uh, for the most part, but now it's a little quieter than normal for this event. Bob Herrig is there and uh, has been there this week. Uh, good morning, Bob. Thanks for coming on today. Mike, good morning. Thanks for having me. So how about an overall impression um, of what you see, what you feel from the time uh, you, you first got on site? Well, I think um, overall it's just it's just a bit odd, a bit eerie. You know, no 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 fans, not much buzz. Um, you know, you're if you didn't know those were pro golfers out there uh, and didn't recognize some of the faces, you know, you'd think you were. You know, maybe at a mini tour event or a junior event, even you know, mm-hmm. uh, just a smattering of people, you know, and, and nothing but golfers and caddies. So, from that standpoint, you know, it takes a little getting used to. Um, you know, you're used to there being a, a sort of a, at least a murmur and, uh, and 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 a clamor, and you know, people looking for autographs and cheering just as a guy walks by and. Uh, you know, it's just not there. I mean, it can't be, obviously. There's no, no spectators, and, and uh, that's the case at least for a few more weeks and probably for a lot of tournaments, uh, you know, this fall. They're going to make the decision, I, I'm guessing, you know, to, to not have it. It's, there's so many, um, you know, there's so many nuances and variables to doing that at this point in time, and, and obviously what we saw yesterday with a positive test for a player, you know, that just throws more doubt into the whole scenario uh, going mm-hmm. forward as to how to run these things properly and safely. Well, I said in the opening that, you know, and I'm not the Lone Ranger in this, I don't think, I don't like uh, golf on TV with no fans. And I know that's what we have to have right now, but that doesn't mean I have to like it. Um, it just feels flat. You know, there doesn't seem like there's much emotion. And like you said, no buzz, no, um, you know, just no activity. Um, but, you know, that's the way it's got to be for now. Um, how are the players uh, 
that you've gotten to talk to, uh, how are they reacting to this this way of playing? I think you know their their attitude is this is how it has to be. Um, it's better than not playing. It's not ideal, but we understand. Um, so and and you know there's a good number of players in the tournament field, probably thirty percent of them who are used to not playing in front of much of the gallery. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know the ones teeing off early this morning wouldn't normally have very many people following them. But, you know, the other side of that is is by the time they get to the back nine, by the time they're playing the closing holes, people are usually starting to to fill in grandstand seats no matter who the players are. And by the time they get to 18, there's a good number of people in the stands. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's not going to be the case. There aren't any grandstands. Uh, It's a a completely different look if you're used to watching this tournament the week after the Masters every year. So... um, yeah, the players, I think, you know, they're just they going with it, but uh, they all admit it's just not the same. Um, when you said about the early guys, uh, that reminded me of one year at the Memorial. Another guy and I went out early on Sunday morning because we just didn't want to sit in the media center all day. So we go out and we start following guys. You know, at first we couldn't tell who they were. And until we got up to them, then we saw who they were. But it was like a light went on when we watched them play. These guys can play, too. <laughs> you know, the, the, the guys who just made the cut, they know what to do out there. And it's just a matter, you know, as you know, um, the guy who gets his putter going, he's the guy that has the best chance to win. So that just reminded me of that. Um, and I'm sure you've, you've experienced that as well. Oh yeah, you know, it's a fine line out here between, you know, the guys who, who, who you know and the guys you don't. Yep. And, the, and the guys you don't are, are not typically that far behind. Uh, you know, it's, uh, they're capable of putting up those low numbers also. Yep. So look into your crystal ball for me, if you would. Um, and you, you may have some knowledge about this too. Um, is there starting to be um, a little concern about how the schedule is laid out from now till November? Yeah, I mean, I think um, the concern is just that uh, from a golf standpoint, if you're just looking at the golf, it's not ideal. Um, you know, they're, they're sort of back into it now. And then before you know it, we're going to have the FedEx Cup playoffs. Yep. And then you're going to go right into the next season, the next week, and two weeks later is the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very odd from just a golf standpoint. But I think most have to just sort of take the big picture view of this. Um, you know, there's other ways they could have done it. Um, you know, I, I, I had a thought that they should have just played the tour championship in November and let this be a season that was the 2020 season ends in November. We start the 2021 season in January, like we used to do it in the old days yep. and just go that way and, and have all the events that you fit in this fall be part of that. Uh, you could have played the other playoff events when you played them and just had a regular tour championship this year, yeah. but they elected not to do that. 
and you know I have a hard time criticizing them for it. I, uh, it it's because it's just such a unique situation, so unprecedented what we're all dealing with, and it just seems, you know, it just seems wrong to nitpick when it's probably just a blessing that they're playing. Yeah. And and you know you just hope that they're able to keep it going that that uh, you know that everybody you know that we that we get that we're able to move through this thing without it getting worse. Yep. You know, and obviously in sports yesterday we saw some bad signs, but hopefully that's a wake up call now for people yep. uh, as to how to approach this going forward. What about the Ryder Cup? They they really can't play that without fans, can they? It's a really, really tough thing that they're facing here. I think what a lot of people forget or don't understand is that to just move it to next year is really problematic because um, the PGA Tour has a President's Cup. And, you know, people say, well, what the heck? What's the, who cares about the President's Cup? Well, the PGA Tour cares about it. Mm-hmm. And they just took a 13-week revenue hit that was, you know, millions and millions of dollars uh foregone uh and not, i'm not just talking about the players i'm talking about the organization you know they yeah. they get every event that's played is how the tour subsists you know that's sure. they need those events that's money in their coffers to run the tour and to pay all their people and do what they do and you've just taken a huge financial hit and now you're you're going to ask them to postpone a big money maker a year out after you just had all that uh, I, I can't speak to this, you know, exactly, but I have a sense that that moving the President's Cup back a year is a non-starter. This isn't like it was in 2001 when 9-11 caused them to push the Ryder Cup back. They were only weeks away from the Ryder Cup at that point. Right. Um, you know, the tour was willing to do that at that time because it wasn't the financial hardship. This is a financial hardship, and I don't think they want to move it. So now what do you do? You either play it in September or you wait until 2022. I mean, that's not a good thing either. Um, I, I, I have a feeling my gut tells me that if, if possible, they will try to play it with a limited number of fans. I agree that no fans is really not appealing at all. Um, but there's so much television money on the table um, and as I mentioned, altering the schedule becomes such a nightmare for them that I really think they're, they're going to try to play it one way or the other this year. Yeah. Well, I read somewhere earlier this year during that the, the shutdown that the, the number that was used was that the tour loses about $17 million every week that the the event is not played. So whether that's true or not, it's a lot of money that they lose. So I'm, I have no doubt they're going to try to protect what they have and, and um, go forward with it. So we'll see. I mean, November is a long way off. September is a long way off. Uh, all kinds of things should, could change. So uh, it's going to be <laughs> going to be an interesting summer, no doubt about that. Absolutely. It sure is. And I'm just keeping my fingers crossed that uh... – that they're able to push forward with, uh, you know, without a lot of drama like we had yesterday. You know, hopefully that uh, that gets them on track. They can learn from that now and, and put in some policies that that uh, to try to keep everybody healthy moving forward. Yeah.
Well, Bob, thanks a lot for joining me this morning. Always very enjoyable. Um, we'll, we'll have to do this again as we go down the road, uh, and I appreciate your willingness to um, always come on with me. No problem. Thanks a lot. All right. That's Bob Herrig, the senior ESPN golf writer who is at Harbortown for the tournament this week. Bob knows a lot of stuff, and he's very a level. He's a very level-headed guy. He doesn't go off on wild tangents, and he, he thinks things through, which is the way we ought to do it. All right, and with that, that's going to end this week's show. Uh, tomorrow is Father's Day. You probably already knew that. Um, you know, be extra special, nice to your father tomorrow. Um, we will be back next week. And um, I'm sure the way this 2020 has gone, we'll have plenty to talk about. Thanks for listening. We'll be back next Saturday, 7 a.m. You've been listening to The Golf Show on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.